0: Check us out to hear the latest on life in the Volunteer State. Ivanka and her guests discuss everything from life, love, and business with a Tennessee flair. It's a Tennessee thing! Always relatable, always relevant, and always a good time. This is Talkin' Tennessee, and now your host, Ivanka.
1: Welcome back to Talking Tennessee with Ivanka. I am your host. This is the two-part series of Yavaka sitting down to talk to Steve Diggs from Emerald Foundation. Who is Emerald? He's gonna tell you who. I had the opportunity to go out to the charter school. Emerald Youth Foundation is amazing. I went out to the charter school and oh my goodness, I opened my eyes and looked down the hall and all I could see was joy. It was joy on the kids' faces. The teachers were smiling. They were very, very appreciative for us to come out for the tour and shook our hands and told us thank you for everything that we do for Emerald. But what really stuck out to me is just to see the teachers and the children interacting and to see how going down the halls, all the different signs uh, that they had of, of the different schools. I mean, I'm a true believer if you can see... You know, what? if you have a vision and you can see it daily, then it helps you to achieve it. Well, that's one thing that the charter school does for me is, and I know it would do it for the kids because they make sure you see it. Steve Diggs is in the studio today, and he's going to tell you all about the charter school.
2: Well, thank you for the opportunity to share. We had, you know, Emerald Youth Foundation... You know, I've been at work for some time serving children and youth holistically, faith, as we mentioned earlier, and education and and in their health. But one of the things that's just been a persistent challenge is really uh, finding any way to or strategies to move the needle on academic outcomes of some of our urban scholars. Yes. I mean, right now, I can tell you that, that less than 20% of our city, inner city youth that are third through eighth grade are reading on grade level really? or on grade okay. level in math. And um, we saw it as a justice issue. And it's not a blame on it, you know, by going with a charter school for us. We, we love our traditional public schools. We have great partnerships. We believe in their work. We just had a belief that there might be a way to give some parents an option to help accelerate their children's learning, and we had, we had researched and discovered some charter schools that were having great success, like in Cleveland, Ohio, yes. uh, outperforming much of the state of, uh, Cle- of Cleveland and Ohio. Okay, you know with students from uh, the urban sector, so. We're like, if you can do it in Cleveland, Ohio, we surely could do it in Knoxville. And we wanted to give it a try and see what would happen if we formed a charter school here in Knoxville, which is a public school okay. uh, that's independently operated but still accountable for the same standards as a traditional public school would be in our state. Okay. And uh, we have a really good relationship with our local district, and um, we have a through K-8 school now, and hopefully this year we'll have... Over 500 scholars in the school as we're oh, wow. rolling out our last grade.
1: That's amazing.
2: And I can tell you some real encouraging news just after Please. four years of the school being operate in operations. And trust me, we got some areas we've got to improve. We're new. All we're schools. still we're still learning, and we know it doesn't fit for every child. Exactly. But in four years right now, our reading scores just came back, and our third-grade students uh, in reading outperformed – the district average in reading, as well as the state average really? in reading. And this is a real critical milestone because it, of, of reaching that with our third graders in reading because now uh, that really sets a tone going forward and it starts to prove out our model because those students have been, majority of them been with us since kindergarten. Right. And we're seeing that the longer you stay with us in the school, the better success that you're going to have.
1: Well, I will say this. Um I'll never forget asking um, Sanford Miller, that is uh, your director for your sports, and we'll touch on that, is uh, I asked him about his son. I said, well, is your son going to go to Emerald? that type of thing? And he said yes once uh, he gets off the waiting list. And I was so impressed with that because even though he works uh, for Emerald, he had to go on that, uh, that uh, list. They treat all children the same. You would think because that child's father works for Emerald that he would just get that easy way in. No, man. He had to go through the same channels just like everybody else. And that stuck out to me. And I said to Sever, he said, they don't play. He said, we are here to let it be across the board even for all children. And he said, and if my child has to wait, they have to wait. And that tells, that says a lot for Emerald. And with those scores in four years for you to accomplish that, you know, tell us a little bit about what was the biggest reason for the charter school?
2: Yeah, we started really looking at, um, especially our middle school students in our city. Um, and it seemed like gains that they were. Uh, achieving in elementary school by the time in eighth grade, it just really dropped way off. And we just saw there was such a low number, low percentage of our eighth grade students in Noc- urban Knoxville entering into high school, really ready for high school. Yes. And especially ready to be on an honors track. And uh, we were concerned ultimately about too few of our students being completers in college. Yes. any real post secondary training that could get them gainful employment. And so in our research, it just kept pushing us back to say hey, we got to try to work on the issue beginning beginning at kindergarten. If we want to get more eighth graders going into high school ready so they can be on a path toward college, then we got to work with them kindergarten through eighth grade. And again, we were looking for a strategy to accelerate achievement. We were seeing incremental growth An improvement in our traditional public schools and we embrace that and celebrate it but we needed to hurry it up you know because we need to get more on a path right now (laughs) and again back to some of the charter schools we researched and there's some poor ones out there but we found some that they were really accelerating academic gains for the population in which we are serving and so we wanted to give parents this choice this option Yes. And a uh, number of parents have taken advantage of it. Yeah, so one of the down for, downfalls for us right now with the school is there have been a number of parents wanting their children in the school. And, and we really uh, accumulated a very large wait list over the last few years. And it's uh, made people feel like there's no chance to ever get in because we, we have to go through a lottery. Uh, but we are seeing that a number, if you know, it's still good reason to apply. Uh, because a number of parents and other scholars still get into school. So I'd encourage anyone listening, if you live in Knox County, no matter where you live in the county, you're eligible to apply, and we're taking applications right now. So please go to the charter school, Emerald Charter School, and that website, look it up, and find a way to apply. Uh, How,
1: How many students do you approximately have now? And what I know this would be an estimate, the question I'm about to ask you, the capacity, the gap, can, For, how, how many students do you have now and how many total that you can have eventually on the growth?
2: Well, on the charter school right now, we could take another 30 scholars today. So uh, we're ready to uh, accept more scholars. Uh, usually in the first of the year, you have some come in and out and you have to wait until you know who's coming back. And so we've got those slots available today. And um, so it's a good time to apply. And then Emerald Youth as a whole, we're serving about 2,500 young people. And then the school will have a good 500. And ultimately, we see our role in the city approximately growing up to about 4,000. Oh, wow. um, but what we want to do is ensure that we can make certain, whether it's the Emerald Youth Foundation or other other organizations collectively, our 20% of our city youth are engaged in a faith community and outside the school day learning community okay. and a community that's promoting their health and well-being. So for us, for example, it's sports. Yes. We have a pretty significant youth sports ministry now that has, uh, I think approximately about 170 different sports teams, whether oh, wow. it's in swim, soccer, volleyball, wrestling. We're trying to especially ensure that that, Youth in our city have options, non-traditional sports especially. A research project we did a few years ago, we learned that still less than a fourth of our urban youth were a part of an organized sports team. The reason, basketball, football was pretty much the option. Right. So once we wrote out volleyball and other sports, we've been able to see a rise in the number of young people Your getting physically beautiful. active. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. That gym is beautiful, the soccer fields. Are very well kept. Well, if guys. you love
2: that, I got some good news for you What's because the news? in November yes. we're going to open up another facility, thanks okay. to the generosity of Dean and Jimmy Haslam and uh, uh, Bill and Elizabeth Sansom and our city and county governments. We're going to open in the heart of Lonsdale,
1: okay,
2: one of the more challenged neighborhoods of our city. Yes, um, a sports and youth development ministry complex. It's going to house two full size gymnasiums. Yes. We're going to have two turf soccer and football fields outside right in the heart of Lonsdale next to Lonsdale Homes and Housing Phenomenal. Development. We're also in that facility going to have a learning center for high school students. Okay. We'll have a worship arts, performing arts center, uh, a community room, an area fitness center for the community, not just for children, all adults really? to use. I didn't know that part. And I then anchored that in that building too is Cherokee Health and the University of Tennessee Medical Center are collectively partnering with us. We're going to open a health center right in the heart of Lonsdale at that facility. So this is about a $10 million development capital project for Emerald Youth. We've got to raise the operations dollars, but all the capital is paid for. So all we need now is for people to walk alongside of us to help ensure we can put the program, put the ministry in place there. This November, we're going to open up and we hope you're going to be there I with will be us. There.
1: You know, I will be there. No. I will say this my whole family will be there because uh, the Landis family and the Landis team, we mm-hmm. I totally believe in Emerald. And so, and that facility, we went out a few weeks ago because they allowed everybody to come out and pray and put down a scripture, you know, or a note on mm-hmm. the concrete. And we, I came out and just. I walked around with the people and talked to different people that I, you know, sold houses to, you know, I know and all that stuff. And they were so excited. So, I'm glad you're bringing that up, but I do have a question for you. If there was, what could you say if you, if you could say one thing to the residents in Lonsdale about this facility? that they may know or may not know that you haven't already said or whatever, what can you say today? I want the community to know this.
2: Yeah, our prayer is that this facility is gonna be a gathering place that brings about much, much hope for children and youth and their families for many years to come and to the future. Uh, we're really honored that we can come and serve in this capacity. Uh, but we we really hope the community will, will see and believe and feel and know it themselves that we want this to be a partnership that will go on for a long time. Truthfully, I'll tell you, we would never have been able to put the facility there if it were not for the community leaders and yes. residents in that neighborhood that fought for it to happen. They yes. wanted it and 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 they really ensured it happened and and if they said no they didn't want it we wouldn't have done it and exactly. uh I will we'll never forget the night we went before city council making the case for this facility and uh it was the people in Lonsdale that stood to speak to make the case and uh they asked me if I had anything to share you know at the meeting and uh I, I declined. I'm because like, 'cause
1: you're like after they said all of this. You heard it. I, don't I mean, to mean that's me. right. I mean,
2: because it was about supporting the neighborhood, not me and not Emerald, we could have moved it somewhere else. Yes. So you everyone had. had to agree this needed to be for the community and and uh I and I, I could know- start naming names, but it's amazing the folks that stood up to fight for their community to have it and, and God's just been so good to shine on it. So and, and I
1: want Lonsdale, the community, and the whole community—not just Lonsdale—but I'm talking about Knox County. I want you to understand that this is helping take getting kids off the streets. You know, showing them a different path, showing them that they're loved, showing them that we're investing in their children, our children. You know, the future children, that type thing. That's the biggest thing is to know is that facility is going to get a lot of kids off the street that probably, I truly believe if a child is uh, busy, a child is, you know, actively working on something, that's how you can keep a child out of harm's way. Yeah. Do you agree?
2: I agree, and I love you using the word investing, and I, I want to just say this if I can to yes. your folks. Yes, yes. Don't let your lives, and I say this to myself, we can't afford to let our lives get so full mm-hmm. that we don't have time or any resource yes. to invest in the next generation. You have to invest. Now, begin with your own children, then mm-hmm. go to your neighborhood, but go beyond to, to uh, families or children that may not have the kind of support that you have in your own community. But begin at home and let it go on out from there. But don't let our lives get so full we can't give a little bit of our time and give a little bit of our money. And I can't go yes. further without saying thank you to to you you're and so your welcome. family and the Landis team for the way you all support us. You work hard on yes. our Rick Barnes Golf Tournament, yes. which is coming up. September and, uh, 23rd, guys. And, uh, Can you touch a little a bit on yeah. You're a you. blessing. Yeah, you're a blessing to welcome. us. Rick, Coach Rick Barnes. And who doesn't love Rick Barnes in Knoxville? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, he himself is uh, we named the tournament after him. He'll spend the whole day with the golfers. He promotes yes. the event. Uh, he works hard. He has a deep, deep concern and compassion for children in our city. Uh-huh. That's his heart. Uh, I want you to know too that this year's our biggest ever and again, you're one of the volunteers yes. on the team, but uh, going to raise we already have raised over a hundred thousand dollars on this yes. year's event. And um, Coach Barnes himself is going to add $50,000 because of that great work. Do y'all hear
1: that? Do y'all hear that? Yeah. $50,000. So what is my favorite scripture? Faith Without Works is dead. Yeah. That we've done the work, the committee, the community, everybody donating. And look, Faith Without Works is not dead because... Look at that man, Coach Barnes, donating $50,000. And you know, some people will say, well, he's got it. And even though you've got it, doesn't mean you have to give it. Yeah. You know, so you have to look at it that way. So I'll say this to Coach Barnes. Thank you so much for loving Emerald. You know, I thank you for the opportunity. You know, and let's finish it out like this. What do you think God thinks of you? and Emerald and the work you've done, what do you think that if that God would be thinking Hmm. right now about you? And what would you want him to think?
2: Well, I will end with what I want him to think, but I, I do know that he must think that we are aligning to his kingdom mission. I do think he has called us to try to help make our little piece of earth look more like heaven. Yes. And We wouldn't be where we are today if the Lord had not shown his blessings upon us. So uh, we know that he's in it, and that's all that matters to us. He's in the midst of it. But we sure hope, and I sure hope and pray, that it's one of those deals where one day he'll say, well done. Well done. You know, I want to be a faithful servant, and I can tell you the people in we're leadership. Too much alike. That we want my, to be faithful servants. That is, that's my all thing we're every called. Yeah, is, we're not called to accomplish well a whole lot. I think we're just called to be faithful, and that's what we want to be. And may we make much of His name, not our own.
1: There you go. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. We have the faith, and we have the works. Steve Diggs, you just heard from Emerald Foundation. He has the faith and the works. And it goes hand in hand with God's word. Bye, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to in Tennessee with Yvonka. Watch out for our weekly episodes from the first family of real estate. And check us out on the web, www.yvonkasalsrealestate.com. See our videos on Yvonka's YouTube channel or find us on Facebook under Yvonka Landis and Twitter at Yvonka Landis. And don't forget to tell a friend
2: about us. Until next time, Yvonka signing off.